We're going to do a couple things this morning to kind of build off of some of, I'm not even going to call it homework, uh, but some of the, the light assignments we did this uh, past week. So first one I said we started with is Psalm 119. I'm going to go ahead and read Psalm 119 verses 9 through 16. You can get out your Bibles. We'll just have a couple of us because we want to be participating. So I'm going to make the appeal as much as possible, not telling David to move. He can sit there if he wants, but yeah, uh, for as many people to sit down on the uh, floor as possible makes probably for the best hearing one another and the best uh, discussion time. Um, Psalm 119. Now some of you are think that I'm really mean because I said David's name, but I know David's big enough to handle that. Uh, Psalm 119, and I'm going to read through verses 9 through 16, and then you can just go ahead and say, oh, I'm motivated by this, or this is something that I appreciated about that verse, because I know you've been meditating on it this past week. Psalm 119, Verses 9 through 16, I'm going to read it. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the ways of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statues. I will not forget your words. So maybe what was a way that you were motivated by meditating on these verses? Or what was maybe a way that you were challenged by them? Does anyone want to share? Just have a couple people share. Yeah, Josh. I think one of the cool things in this passage is how he says in verse 12, blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. It's almost like, like Lord, you are the, you are the happy God. Like, you are forever blessed. Like, like teach me your ways. Like, yeah. like, show me like, how to live like you do, you know, to be like you. Okay. Great, great. Yeah, no, so, so, so we see that praising him leads to our wanting to, to, to know him. And that's kind of neat even as we do our Sunday morning, right? As we bless him in song, we then come to learn him from his word. And that is what this uh, uh, that, that, that verse says. Thank you. Is there one more? Have you been meditating on this week? Maybe one of them that's been standing out to you? Okay, well, we're going to keep doing this. In, oh, yeah. Do, do you have one, Ashley? Thank you. Yeah, the, the, the uh, more our hearts are concerned about, like, I don't want to sin against God, the more we're going to be like, I need to get his word into our hearts. Thanks. Th thanks, Ashley. Well, what we'll do now, we don't have um, equipping hour next week because next week is our time of prayer. Okay? So what I want to encourage you is to think in this upcoming week, in the next three days, 
meditate on verses 17 to, to 24. In the next three days after that, meditate on verses 25 to 32. And this doesn't have to be your whole day meditating, although it could be, but just even just read through it before you start your Bible time and pick a verse to say, what is that verse saying? So just keep, keep, keep getting it. But uh, we don't have this uh, encouraging, um, enjoying God's Word series next week because we're all going to, to uh, be, be praying together. Okay, great. Thank you for uh, sharing. Um, we've also been reading through our little book here. Before you open your Bible, I thought it would be fun to have hearing more from you. So I sent out an email asking if any of you would, 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 would want to share just a quick two to three minute like summary and maybe how you've been, been impacted. Uh, I had one person ask me this morning, please don't call me, please don't call me. Um, so I told them I wasn't going to, and I've even left out the name of who. So that was amazingly strange right there. Um, but Josh is going to share on the uh, first chapter. So, 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 so coming up, Josh, and no one uh, has volunteered for the second chapter, so then I'll just ask if uh, anyone has any thoughts about it. Sorry. I... Uh... <clears throat> have been a little sick, so my voice is kind of raspy, so forgive me. Um, I really appreciated this chapter, and, um, and so I just want to share some of the highlights. I, I'll have some quotes and then some of my reflections. Um, Smet, Smethurst uh, says, I'm convinced that a prayerless approach to God's word is a major reason for the low-level dissatisfaction that hums beneath the surface of our lives. And then he goes on to say, approaching scripture apart from prayer is one of the most counterproductive things we do, for prayerless Christianity is powerless Christianity. And just thinking about that, like sometimes we're like, oh, I don't have that much time in my Bible, so I don't want to spend it all in prayer. Um, but without prayer, like we can't really like, I mean, reading our Bibles is a supernatural thing, so like... Uh, for me to go into it without prayer is silly, um, to think that I'm like just, oh, I'm going to be able to see everything that's here. Um, and so I really appreciated the, the five prayers that he suggests um, from Scripture uh, that will help prepare our hearts to hear from God. And um, I'd heard them before from, from Piper, uh, but it's in the acronym IOUS. And so the I um, is from Psalm 119, verse 36, and it says, Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. And I love how this verse sort of assumes that our hearts are not going to be inclined towards God and his word, towards what God has said about himself. Uh, but it assumes that our hearts are actually bent in the wrong direction. And so um, it's just a good reminder in the morning, like, as I open my Bible, like, Lord, like, bend my heart towards what you've said. Like, make my heart, like, desire uh, the things that you've revealed about yourself. Um, and then the O is, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. And that's Psalm 119, verse 18. Um, and this verse is amazing because, like, you know, we, we read the Bibles with our eyes open, but there's a sense in which um, without God's help, like, uh, we're reading with spiritual blindness in some senses, you know. Of course, we've been awakened to the glories of God um, through regeneration, but... Uh, we need the Spirit of God to, um, to reveal what's in His Word. And there's wondrous things. It says, like, there are wondrous things in the law. Like, so God, give me eyes to see it. Um, the, the U um, in IOUS stands for um, 
Unite my heart to fear your name from Psalm 86:11. Unite my heart to fear your name. And he, he says, uh, Smethurst says, our hearts are fragmented in a thousand different directions. And he gives this great scenario of like sitting down for your Bible time. And he's like, okay, Romans chapter 12, let's do this. Uh, where did I leave off? Okay, this part looks familiar. Man, I love the Apostle Paul. I'm so hungry. Is my lunch meeting tomorrow at 1130 or at 1230? Let me check. And that's sort of like, you know, the way our hearts often are when we come to God's word. It's like, here, like God has spoken and we have his word in front of us. And it's like, I want to hear him speak. But then like, there's so many other competing desires in my heart. And, um, and so my heart's like not united to fear God and him alone and, and put him first. So I, got, I have to ask the Lord to do this to my heart. Like, give me a whole heart towards you, God. Unite my heart to fear your name. And then the S stands for um, satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love. And that's from Psalm 90, verse 14. And this is just a good reminder that only God's love truly satisfies. Um, and so, like, I need to pray every single day because my heart's going to look for other things to be satisfied in besides the Lord. And so I need to remind myself, like, God, like, satisfy me with your love. Like, just help me to know more of your love. And this morning in particular, God, satisfy me so that I won't run off to other things. Um, so I appreciated this, and it's definitely something that I, I will be practicing. Well, that was a, 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 a great summary of our first chapter. It was just re re reminding me there of uh, the PBS show of, of A Reading Rainbow. So, so, so that is a little bit of uh, what we're doing. So if you, if you like, read the chapter and it's like, oh, like, this really stood out to me, any of you can uh, share. So, 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 so thanks, Josh. Um, in fact, uh, uh, Adrian was just sharing with me this, this morning, and we'll just... Uh, quickly mention, cha mention chapter two. Uh, one of the quotes that stood out to, to him was that Adam and Eve deserve the uh, silent treatment, right? And so we should go to God's word humbly because we never deserve to hear from God's word, right? I mean, humanity didn't deserve like a day two, but he's been speaking to us for thousands of years. So whether it is a, a, little, a little summary or how your heart was impacted, thank, thanks, Josh. And I'll be looking for, for, for people to do that each, each time. So we'll, we'll, we'll look at chapters three and four next time. Um, let's see here. Can anyone share as, so some of the assignment for last week was to look at your week, uh, week ahead and pick out a time where you're going to be in God's word each day, kind of plan that backwards so that you had enough time now, okay, well, I know, I know, I know I'm going to get enough sleep. Does anyone want to sh share one thing that they learned from their experience of trying to build a habit last week? So last week you planned. Maybe you picked out something to read, or maybe you didn't. Maybe you planned enough time to sleep, or maybe you didn't. What is something that you learned this past week, or maybe something you want to do differently in this upcoming week? It's totally fine. Yeah, Cambria.
Great. Okay. Well, 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 well. Thank you for sharing that that testimony, right? Because sometimes we think, oh, well, I stayed up too 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 late, or or maybe I I have an early morning, and it's not really going to be worth it. And you just testify that it really is worth it, right? So thank you. Um, let's see. We uh, I think it's probably time we go forward and add on some new content. Uh, I I do want to remind us. I've been working on this uh, kind of kind of way to, to, to think about God's enjoying God, God's word. I think it's too easy sometimes to bring with it an assumption that I am going to feel just like, isn't it wonderful? Now, that's awesome. If you can feel, isn't it wonderful? That is great. And I say that, that often when we really get into God's word, we, we, we do feel some of that. There's this maybe not every day. So what is enjoying God's word? It's getting God's intended value from his word. So, 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 so the value he wants you to get so that you respond, respond appropriately in the light of the gospel, right? So, so that you are receiving from God's word, what he intends for you to have, right? And some days it may be a good dose of, of, of being, being convicted as you see sin exposed. Some days it may be remembering as Pastor Joshua in uh, Exodus, you know, the uh, um, um, Israelites are being encouraged to, to remember God's redemption of them. Right? And so you're remembering that morning, and you are just so thankful. Right, You're trying to get God's, in, in, the value he wants you to from that word, not just a list of questions or curiosity or, or learning some facts, although those list of questions can be very useful, um, but, but the intended value so that you respond in an appropriate way through the gospel. Right, So we don't, we don't want to imagine... I'm going to imagine I'm an Old Testament saint, and I've just been, or, 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 or an Old Testament uh, uh, a person from uh, a, a Israelite, and I've been reading through, let's say, Jeremiah, and there's a lot of judgment, and yes, I need to repent. We're like, well, 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 wait, well, am I a Christian? <laughs> right? So, so we're, not just, we're, we're not just trying to get the intended value for the, for the original audience, but us as people who have, who have believed in Jesus Christ. So for us, it might be like, well, I do need to be repenting of that, but I know that I, I am forgiven in Christ. So um, intended value from his words that we respond appropriately in the light of the gospel. We talked about some of the challenges last week too, and we talked really in a, in a broad way about the challenges of learning anything, right? Uh, uh, we, we, we had fun discussing if we were to learn about cryptocurrencies. There's a lot of challenges with that. Well, with God's word, we, we talked about some is that we are finite pe- people. Uh, we are limited. We are, we, are, we are forgetful. We talked about some cultural challenges, some challenges because of our our, our sinfulness, and sometimes we have challenges even with the expectations about what our Bible time is going to uh, be like. Um, as we talked this past week, has there been any new new hindrances you have thought of, or would you expand to that list as you maybe worked in, you went into this week and saying, okay, I've committed to doing this, and I've seen some new challenges. Were there any new challenges you, you would add to the list of what we've already looked at? Yeah, Melissa. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So 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 being distracted and 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 Joshua was talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, Kim. Caroline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, it's it's really good. So so as we plan more and some and sometimes for some of us, you know, we're trying to, to, to build the habits. We're trying to get more serious. We might even kind of kind of like, oh, I'm I'm getting this. I'm getting excited about it. It's going to be. And then you're like, oh, that wasn't quite what I had intended. And uh, my three boys were using me as a monkey gym or whatever they call those things, you know. And uh, um, yeah. So so how do you balance the real world uh, difficulties with our ideal plans. And some of us are perfectionist and, uh, and we kind of imagine it's going to, to be one way and we are distracted. Or, or sometimes you just read that passage of scripture and you're like, I literally have no idea what that meant. And when that does happen, just a real simple, that is your daily food. You can thank the Lord and go to a passage you do know. <laughs> Right, I mean, like, 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 just honestly, you, there, the, I can think of a chapter in Numbers. You're like, what? Okay, say, well, Lord, thank you. I'm going to spend some more time meditating on that. I'm a little limited on time. I really enjoy those Psalm 23 too, right? But that is good. It's about you talking to God. So that is okay. Okay, or 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 uh, reviewing the sermon from Sunday. Okay, but we want to uh, move forward here, and we've talked about some hindrances, and now we want to talk about, about some motivations. Now, I think because you are here, and it's 925 on a Sunday morning, you are fairly motivated, but it is good to he- bring the motivation that God's Word brings us. So let's go ahead, and we're going to start with 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. And uh, I'm going to do something pretty simple here. I'm going to read a passage, and you can look for, for some motivations. Um, because a lot of our battles with anything, and we're going to be kind of talking about some of like, well, that was a difficult passage, and what do I do with that? What does it reveal about God or about man or my, my relationship with God? But a lot of it has to do with just our motivations, right? Um, if we're going to work in getting in shape, we need to be motivated. Some of us were not motivated until we go to the doctor. And now, like, well, now I'm motivated. And uh, so we need to work hard at getting motivated. So here's some scriptures to help if we're not already. And if you're, if you're not currently having consistent Bible time, it's probably, probably because of motivation. Probably. Because there's probably in your life other things that are consistent. Right? Right? There's probably consistent exercise or consistent meal taking or consistent uh, um, um, social media usage, consistent other things. There's probably something, uh, probably uh, motivation, and I, I, I don't know for sure, but it's going to be part of that. Okay, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it is a big one. Uh, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. If you have your Bible open there, you're going to see some motivations. What are some of those? Okay, yes, to, 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 to be complete, equipped for every good work, right? So that we can do the good works that God created for us. 
Okay, yes, it is valuable to us, right? It, it, uh, we, we like doing things that are profitable. In general, we don't like doing things that we don't get any profit from. If we feel that this is useless, we're going to stop doing it. So God's word is profitable. Sometimes, though, we do things that are useless because it feels like it's useful, even though we know that's really not. Uh, so we have to believe it, it is profitable. Good. Profitable. Let's go quick here. Don't, don't be shy. If, if you're wrong, I'll say, hey, thanks. Okay, right, it is breathed out by God, right? Like, how cool is that, that this is God's word to us? And I want to talk more about that, but that is mind-blowing, right? God has spoken to you. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about it now, right? Um, we have an infinite God. He knows everything. He knows every person who's going to read his word, right? So when... Uh, um, this is a, a, a simple quote by uh, this guy named, named, named Gary Miller. Um, uh, oh, and I can't remember the book. I have it later, but, 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 but it's a cool book. Real simple. But when you read the Bible, you read the words of God. We don't really need to quote him saying that because it's true. I'm sure Pastor Joshua said it. When you read the Bible, you read the words of God. So that and so... Each of God's children were in God's heart when he spoke, right? Like, that's incredible. Yes, there was an original audience, right? The message to the original audience, though, is God's message, is God's means of speaking to you, right? That message to the original audience is God's means of speaking of you. So Clifton, when, when, when God was writing through the prophet Jeremiah, and they're on the verge of destruction, was in God's heart. That's so cool, right? Because God is not like us, right? He knows all of his children. So that's, that just brings some wonder, right? We get to go to hear our Father speak to us. Now, it is different than, than, than most uh, most human communication, I would say it's not intended to last. If I leave a voicemail for someone, they may save that because it was a very nice voicemail. I don't know. You probably save some you really like. And, uh, um, and you might play that again and again. But that voicemail was only for you, right? Uh, God's word was not only for the original audience. You can kind of think about it that, that, that not all human, human communication is like that. Some of it is meant to last. If you put a plaque on a statue, it is going to communicate something, but is it only for the original audience? No, it's supposed to be to be for the generation after that and the generation after that, right? So, so we even as humans do this in our finiteness. Uh, it is, we can speak in a way that's meant meant to communicate to the original audience, like, like, like the, uh, the Declaration of Independence does, but also it's meant to keep going. Now, the further we get from the Declaration of uh, Independence, do we have to work harder to figure out what the original founding fathers meant? Sure, right? The further, and in 100 years, it's going to get harder. In 200 years, it's going to get harder. And so, so God did use a human author, which is going to take work to figure out what some of those, those, those nuances there. But the original message of so many verses, 
I would, the, the, va- the vast majority of verses is clear. And, um, and Gary Miller says it, and other people say it, the, the main things are the plain things. I'm going to say that again and again. You're going to read it, and if you say, hey, so what's, what's the big thing here? A lot of times you're going to be right about the big thing, which is, which is how God speaks to us, right? It is in what the big things are. Now, we're going to be, be cultivating skills, but let's go back to, to 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Are there any other... M- other motivations there. So it is profitable, and it makes us complete, and we'll just take one, one more before we go on to another verse. Yes, yeah, it, 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 it equips us, and, and, and equips us to do these kinds of things, like, like, like teaching and reproof and correction and for training in righteousness. If we want to live lives that are pleasing to God, this is how, you, if you learn God's word, you can be used in other people's lives, but you can also learn how to live a life that, 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 that does believe the right things and do the right things and is being trained in righteousness. Let's look at the next verse, Deuteronomy 8.3. And for the sake of time, I'll, I'll go ahead and read these in Deuteronomy 3. And this is a good one because Pastor Joshua has, has uh, Jesus had been quoting this from, uh, from the, uh, um, in the uh, temptation of Christ that Pastor Joshua has been preaching through in Luke 4. And we saw in Luke 4, 4, and I'm just going to read it there, but then I'll go back to Deuteronomy 3, Luke 4, 4. Jesus answered him, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone. And so here's in Deuteronomy 8, 3, where Jesus was quoting. And he humbled you. This is talking, um, so Moses is talking about how God humbled, humbled Israel in the wilderness. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you didn't know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. What is the motivation there to be in God's word daily? Deuteronomy 8, 3. It's nourishment, right? Like, this is how we live. If we don't have this, we are going to starve. And, and I guess in, in that parallel, the starving is all of the lies we believe and turn to when we don't hear from God, when we're not dependent upon him. Lies of, 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 uh, of self-sufficiency or the idols we set up or all kinds of lies, right? Thank you. Uh, let's look at Psalm 19, 7 through 11. We may not even go through all of these. I can leave them there for you. Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11. This has a ton of them. So um, you guys are, are going to keep growing in boldness here and shouting out these uh, answers. So thank you. Psalm 19, 7 through 11. There's a bunch here. Uh, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. In those words, the law of the Lord, the testimony, the, 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 the precepts is going to refer to God's communication to us in his word. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned in keeping them there is great is is great reward that little passage there's a lot like our psalm 119 passage full of motivations and responses to god's word what is a motivation that pops to you just a little phrase how about what's the first one yes 
it revives the soul, right? Who wants a dead soul, right? Or who wants a languishing soul? We want a, a vivacious soul. Right? We want a soul that responds to what's true and mad as it revives the soul. What's the next one? Wisdom, right? Making wise is simple. We don't want to be foolish. We don't want to make foolish choices. We don't want the consequences of foolish choices. Next one. Rejoice. Who doesn't want joy, right? We all want joy. If you want joy, you know where joy is to be found in his word. What's the next one? Yeah, right, right. So, so, so Joshua talked uh, uh, about spiritual blindness. We don't want to be blind. We want to know what is true and what's lasting and what's eternal. We, we want our eyes to be enlightened to what real life is and not the fake life of, of all the ways we numb ourselves. What's the next one? This is actually a little tricky here. The fear of the Lord is clean and, and enduring forever. So what is he calling God's word there? It's now like this is a neat thing about Psalms. These are parallel statements. It says the law of the Lord is, is the first one, the testimony of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord. What do you think he calls it in the beginning of verse 9? Right. So that is a way about thinking about God's word, the fear of the Lord. Now, it, it's, 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 he is referring to it as the fear of the Lord because that is what it produces in our hearts. The fear of the Lord, it teaches us to fear God, right? We want to live with God not in a flippant way. We want to have the right honor and the right respect for him as he is. So that is what it produces in our hearts. There are more motives there. You can see as we talk about these motives why he would say they're better than gold, right? Gold cannot do those things. Gold cannot rejoice your heart. I mean, like, maybe for a split second, but we know that's not real joy, right? It doesn't last. It doesn't make wise the simple. I think many people would say gold has done the opposite uh, for many people. It doesn't revive the soul. It doesn't enlighten the, the eyes. Uh, honey is great. You're like, ooh, like, my eyes lit up. It even talks about honey doing that. But that is just a momentary, uh, right? So, so we see more motives there. Romans 10.17 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Saving faith comes from God's word. There's more of these. So if you want to get more, more motivation, you can read through more of these. Okay, so you have the verses there, and by you have, I mean, on that page of notes. And if you didn't get it, it's, it's fine. It is not rocket science. They're, they're, they're on the table in the front or on the table outside. And, uh, and there's some more motivations uh, there to be in God's word because... You need to make sure you are motivating. That's the, the point of us trying to meditate on Psalm 119 because you are all totally capable of making new habits. I'm capable of making new habits. We just need to be motivated. Uh, I remember Tim, I think, Keller once uh, talked talk about trying to cultivate a, a, a morning and evening prayer time. And his wife had said, if you, if you had to take a pill twice a day to stay alive, would you forget? No. If you really believed it, if I'm going to miss one dose of this, I'm going to die. You would have no problem remembering to take that pill. We can build new habits. We just have to be motivated. And the best way to motivate a desire for God's word is through God's word. And then prayerfully, 
we can add to it. Asking God, please, I want to be motivated. I'm trying to be motivated. Please help me increase in motivation. Now, if the Bible is God-breathed, it is God's word to you, right? You are not the original audience for the original prophecy or the original gospel, but you are God's intended audience still. Uh, What are some ways that we should respond to it? And and I've got four here, but you can think I didn't write them down for you because you probably have some. What are some ways that we should respond? If this is God's word, what should we do with it? In reading it, yes. But, 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 But let's get to a little bit further about what we're gonna do as we read it or maybe why. Cherish it, yeah, love it, right? Obey it, it, right? We got to do what it tells us, right? If this is God's word to you, and maybe that's some of the reason why sometimes, uh, even though we don't intentionally think that, our hearts shy away from it, is because it's going to have, it has authority over us. Yes, yes, we, 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 and that is another one I've, I've got here. And we need to trust what it says, right? It's not about us to be putting ourselves over God's word. God is authoritative. He knows what is true. He doesn't need to be fact-checked, right? This is not Facebook, right? He, we don't need a little warning that says, this may not be true. It may be biased, right? We know if God speaks on something, his perspective is the right perspective. He is true. He is righteous. He doesn't lie. He's good. Ours is not to be the judge over it, right? Ours is to be under it, to say, what does God say? So thank you. Yeah, so, so, so we can trust it. We need to do what it says. This, this is a list I didn't get from Pastor Joshua, but he's got two out of four already here. So, uh, so let's see if uh, um, we should just uh, see if you can keep going here. Does, does, uh, does uh, anyone else ha- have another one? It's really good. One, one I think, is simple. We need to give it our attention, right? And like that kind of goes, goes with our second chapter of our little book. Whoa, we should be humbled by it, right? Like God has spoken. So that, so that requires our attention. Our creator uh, wants to communicate to us. We don't really have the option to take it or leave it. It's not like any other book. E.M. Forrester wrote Howard's End. I don't know why I just thought about that one. But anyways, we can take that or leave it, right? He's not our, he's not our, our creator. He, we, don't, we, don't, we owe him nothing, right? Um, um, you know, there's that list of 100 must-read books and everyone, and there's, there's, there's many of those lists, right? It's, I don't know about you. I can feel guilty like, oh, I read so many of those, right? Nothing. Like, I've, I, don't, they, they, I don't owe them nothing. But, um, but we should give God's word our attention. Yeah. 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 We, we should want it. We should be excited about it. It is a privilege, and uh, that, again, I think goes to what that humble one was, right? God didn't have to speak in, into this world. He could have just left. I mean, what, what misery if we did not know truth. Uh, what a compelling reason to be, to be sharing the gospel with others, right? They don't know that God has spoken to them. Some of it, we're going to invest in it, right? Like, like, like we are going to... Um, and here's a quote by a, 
by this Miller guy. Reading the Bible isn't just reading words on a page, but listening to one who loves us more than life itself and who has a very clear agenda for our lives and our world. Right? So that's some of the reason why we should love it. We should be excited about it. It is this privilege, and it's going to take some investment. It is a challenge to read it. So God's word's awesome um, because it is really deep. And some points you, you read and you're like, okay, so every word there means something. Like in, in the beginning of Ephesians 1 is a good example of this. And you're like, okay, so my Bible time, I got through a verse. Because it's so rich, right? And then there's other times you're reading through your Bible reading plan and you are in First Chronicles. And you're like, this is really broad too, right? So it is okay. I, I'm, I'm going to say it's okay. It's okay to plow through some of that stuff, right? You know what I mean? You have to still say, why is it here? But you don't have to read it in the same way. You're like, oh, it says, um, well, and Pastor Josh is such a great example of this as he taught through the genealogy of Christ. Do any of you remember what the point of the genealogy? <laughs> yes, they're, they're going to. They're, they're, they're going to, Josh. It's going to be great. What is the point of the genealogy in Luke 3? Jesus is the second and better Adam. Yay. So, right, it, it, ends, it ends with this wild banger that, uh, that, that, uh, that, Adam was the son of God, but Jesus had just been called the son of God. We know, is the point of that to read through each word and say, I've got to go and see if this guy's in, in, in my concordance? Nope. Next guy? Nope. Nope. I'm not getting a lot here, right? So, 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 so God's word is going to be, but would that be a good thing to do in Ephesians 1? Yeah, and, and just in case, because, I mean... It, it is cruel of me to imagine that all of you know automatically, I don't mean to be cruel, but uh, the beginning of Ephesians 1, but I'm gonna just going to read a verse here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. That is so different from a genealogy. Right? So we're going to have to read God's word. In That's going to take a different kind of investment than a genealogy does. But because God's word is both, both broad and deep, it's going to require investment. So that's exciting. So the rest of your life, it's going to be investing. Right? And what's so cool, um, and you, if you've been a Christian for a longer length of time, you're getting to know this. You're getting to experience this. More and more of God's word opens up its treasures to you quicker. Right, because because because, and some of you have been a Christian for a long time. You already know. I know a lot of those 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 concepts that Isaiah just read in Ephesians one. Uh, or now I know what that genealogy is. Next time you're reading Luke, you're not going to be afraid about that genealogy, right? Because you've invested in it. Because Pastor Joshua invested in it, so so that we're able to say, I've got it. Now, what does it mean to me today that Jesus is the the uh, true and better Adam? Okay, so we're going to spend some time here and look at some principles for getting uh, the most out of God's word. And if you're looking along there, and, uh, and I forget what, what I put in my notes. Um, let me see here. The first one is learn to read, and the second one is learn to feel. And some of you might be scared because learning to feel is before learning to interpret. And, uh, and so, I don't know. If we get to it, great. If not, then uh, you'll have to wait for that one for next time. Okay, so we have to learn to read. And uh, um, I don't know all of you well. I think that probably most of you have the fundamentals here because you know how to read. Um, we have to, well, I do hear some babies, so they're not there yet. Um, okay. 
We have to go to God's word with confidence that God is communicating to us, right? You have to go. Now, now that is not to, it is good to, to remember, he wrote this to another audience first, but he had me in mind, right? When, when, when we read the Declaration of Independence, George Washington, founding fathers did not have you in mind. Sorry. God did have you in mind, but you are still not the original audience, right? So, so we have to go with confidence. He is communicating, and he's communicating with normal people. It was normal people who read the original book. Probably, I would say that maybe all of us, except the, 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 uh, the, most, the most educated, are more educated than probably a lot of those original readers, or even the original hearers. Remember, God is communicating to people who didn't have the whole Bible. They didn't have their own pocket copy. They didn't, you know, uh, one of these scrolls, they didn't have one just rolled up in their back pocket. And like, well, I've got the book of Jeremiah right here, right? They were hearing it. So God's word is communicated to normal people with normal attention spans. It's not a book of secret codes, it's not a book that you have to push through a, a, a algorithm. It, you don't have to be a certain mystic to get what God is saying in his word. You don't have to go and climb a, a mountain. You don't have to go to seminary. You don't have to go to Bible college. Those things can have value. But it, it's written for normal people, people like you and me. It's written for, for someone that we can, we, can, we can bring from the train station into here. No matter who they are, it is written for them. It's, it, it was written, the, the, the New Testament was written in the most common used language of the day. And not the fancy version, not the educated version, but the common everyday Greek. So God wants normal people like you and me. If you say, I'm not normal, I'm extra special. Well then, great. But God wants normal people like you and me uh, to, to, to hear from him. And because we're talking about learning to read, we have a lot of the skills already needed because you already know how to read. Okay? Um, some of you have televisions and you've watched shows on television. And if you've watched shows on television, and, uh, and, and, and really, I am uh, uh, getting a lot of these ideas from this uh, a book by, by Gary Miller, and it's called Read This First, Getting the Most Out of God's Word. If you're like, um, Isaiah is talking too much, I just want to read the book, then, then you can do that. Um, but it's a, a useful book, Read This First, Getting the Most Out of God's Word. Okay, if you, if you can follow along with a television show, you have a lot of the skills needed to get a lot out of God's Word. Okay, when, when we start a new television show, we listen, right? Now, we watch too, but, but, but we're curious. Oh, well, who are the uh, heroes and who are the bad guys and Listen to that ominous music happening, and there's a bit of foreshadowing, and whoa, what is going to happen with this plot, right? We, we, we just, we, we know how to do this stuff. We read, we get engaged, and we don't expect an automatic payoff, because that's, that's not, that wouldn't really be very interesting, right? I mean, like, like maybe that's, that's a sitcom model. Oh, everything's resolved in a half hour, but, but, but we have far more attention for shows that last seasons, we are patient. 
over time, we know that there's going to be a payoff. We know that things are going to become clear because, unless, unless it's the very weirdest show, it means to communicate something, right? So God loves you. He wants you to know him, and so he's going to communicate to you. Now, we know that all, all of Scripture is not narrative, that there's different kinds. It's not just storytelling. Um, um, but let's just keep thinking about uh, uh, thinking about this now. We expect as we watch a show that we're going to have, 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 have um, aha moments, right? We're going to be like, oh, so that is why they brought in this character like three weeks ago and I had no idea why they were there, right? So, so all these things are just really normal. They're, they're kind of, their communication skills, their reading skills, they're kind of trust. Right? You don't really, you know that the author, that the writer wants you to be engaged, wants you to appreciate this, wants you to come back. We have a much better God than any show writer. So we have instincts as we read. And so some of this is we need to trust our our, our instincts some. Now, I know that, 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 that all of you can't come on Thursday morning, um, but for those of you who can, and I've been blessed by, by seeing people bringing their kids here on, on, on Thursday morning at 6.30, Pastor Josh is really teaching us how to do this, right? You're reading through a chapter, and we're going through, through, through Exodus now, and he, I mean, to some it, it is like, well, uh, was that startling? Yeah, it's really startling. Well, it was startling to them too. Right? It's just, it's just, just learning to, and sometimes we, we get so, we get confused about God's word. Yes, it is his speaking to us, but we forget to read it as normal people. And there are startling parts, and, and there are sad parts, and often you're kind of sad by the sad parts. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, that took a violent turn. And you're like, yeah, you were supposed to be shocked by that. Okay? Um, so, um, Okay, so we do need to, 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 to trust as we read God's word. It's, it, it's going to, 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 to come together. I think this probably helps us a little bit of what we're trying to get out of God's word each day. Some days you may not see the payoff in the same way. And different kinds of uh, different portions of God's word might require different reading, right? If, if, if it's not all like those little, what are those, those, those little kinds of, they're, they're not protein bars, but they got like nuts and dark chocolate, and they're like supposed to be nutritious for you. What are they called? Kind bars, right? Right? You, you, you know, and it's so full of like nutrients and sugar at the same time, and yet, yet it's good for the environment, right? And, 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 and you're like, we, we want God's word to always be like that. Like, I got everything I needed for the whole day in that one bite. Um, but, but like God doesn't promise that. Right, so so sometimes these stories are played out over chapters. Now, now that's one of the neat things about a psalm. It it, it, all, it often play, plays like that, or 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 reading through the the narratives of Jesus. Kind of, they're broken up into sections. Often, you can understand. See, I know why why I need Jesus this day. Almost always, right? I think that if you read any portion of the gospel, you could say this is why I need Jesus this day. Um, um, and okay, so. Um, so you guys are good listeners. You guys understand how television works. We, 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 we can do this with a, a, a sports game. Sports game, I don't know. Okay, so imagine watching, uh, like some of you are not hockey fans, 
right? You've never seen a hockey game. And you sit down and you start watching. Some of you did not grow up with hockey, which is a very sad thing in this front row here. Okay, so, 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 so you start watching a, a hockey game and you're like, I don't know what's going on. This is so mystifying. And then pretty soon you're like, oh, wow, they're using the sticks to pick, hit the black thing into the net, right? Oh, and then the other team's going to try to do that in my net. You can hit people, cool. You can't hit them too hard, bad, and you got to go into you hockey prison. And all of a sudden, you're, you're like understanding things about a sport that you don't care about because you're just, you're using, you're, you're a learner, right? So remember, when you go to God's word, you're a learner. You're reading through Leviticus in God's province as you're going through the Bible, and, and, and you're learning. You're like, okay, so this sacrifice is a little bit different than the previous sacrifice, and here's another sacrifice. There's a whole lot of things being consumed and God being pleased. What does that have to do with my relationship with God now? Well, because we know the gospel, we know that Jesus was, in a sense, consumed by God's wrath so that we can be pleasing to him. He, he was pleasing to him, and now we can be pleasing to him. Um, but if you're like, man, I'm going to really limit my Leviticus dose. I'm going to read one verse here, and I'm going to go deep with this. I am going to learn how they waived that offering I mean, I'm just gonna, it's just going to be about the wave and how does God want me to wave. And like, like so, so different, different kinds of scripture are going to require different kinds of reading. So we have to learn to be, to be readers. So some of this is we need to keep going. We need to keep going, uh, keep going with God's word. Now, I say that I should do a good example next, but I think we are running out of time. So, so I would like to encourage on Thursday morning, if you are free, come and see Pastor Joshua do this, right? He's just reading scripture with you, helping you cultivate good skills. Now, if you can't, um, um, maybe we can find another night where, where we can try that once. I, I can do that with you, okay? Um, some of you feel confident you can do that. Like, like, yeah, I could read God's word. If you need someone to read God's word with you, I would love to show you how to do that. And there's going to be times you're like, I don't know, know what to do with this. Let's finish the story, okay? Um, okay, I'm going to just, just dabble in, in the next one. The next one is learning to feel. And I want to spend more time on this, but I don't want to leave that just, just, just kind of out there because I just talked about it's just not this mystical. You, 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 you. So learning to feel and, and, uh, and Miller... He, he paraphrased this uh, chapter, what's the vibe? And we want to talk more about that um, next time um, because God does, uh, he, he God, God knows us and that portion of God's word is going to communicate often, well, as you read it, you're going to get a sense of what the text is doing. You're going to get a sense of what the text is doing. And let me just, uh, and this is true of individual sentences. It's true of paragraphs. It's true of whole books. And let me just give you an example because you can start thinking about this in the upcoming week. An example is just something that Jesus says in Matthew 9.24. And this is when Jesus uh, raises the girl from the dead. And uh, the, this is just a sentence. In Matthew 9.24, he says, Go away. For the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Okay, what is the vibe of what Jesus says there? Go away. The girl is not dead, 
but sleeping. What's the vibe of that? How does it feel? You guys might like, well, what does it mean vibe? Is it shocking? Is it funny? Is it surprising? Is it terrifying? Pardon? Terse, yes, right? Okay, okay yeah, it, uh, it uh, is short. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you probably think he, he's this person's crazy, right? It's startling, right? So 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 yeah. So it, it is it is shocking. And Pastor Joshua, if you didn't hear, was was describing like walking to a funeral and saying that. So that's a little bit just a quick example of of like how do you think you're supposed to respond to that the first time you're reading Matthew? A little bit of shock and a little bit of surprise. Now we trust Jesus, um, um, but but. But, you know, you imagine if we're reading for the first time, you're like, no, he didn't. Right? So we have to kind of capture some of that and get past the fact that, well, we know the story. He's going to raise her from the dead. I'm so used to that. Right? Like, what is the vibe here? So how does it feel? We will do, 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 do one more, and then we will break. Uh, Matthew 10, 38. Um, wow. So Jesus says, and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Now, we don't have a ton of culture here as far as that cross. As, as, as those of you who've grown up in the church, you know the cross was a horrible means of being executed, right? Um, now we use, we use electric chairs, which are not as horrible. Guillotines, not as horrible, right? The cross was torture, 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 and then final death, right? Um, what is the vibe when Jesus says that? How, I mean, try to put yourself hearing this for the first time, and maybe that's what I mean. Try to put yourself hearing it for the first time. Whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. How would that feel? Harsh, yeah, harsh. How else? Pick up your electric chair. Strap yourself in. Right? Blindfold yourself, you're going to the firing line. Lay down your head on that guillotine, and I'm going to do the same thing. Okay, now that is totally what all of you are capable of doing. We just need to kind of peel away some of the, of the familiarity of the text to say, oh, wow, what is the feel of that? We already read Ephesians 1. What was the feel of that? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's, that's not First Peter. That's not Ephesians. That's First Peter. But that's thrilling, right? right? Blessed who caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. That is a thrilling vibe. Okay? So uh, Psalms, you can read them and you're like, oh, this is a bit of a downer. Right? Some of them are like a down vibe, and that's how you're supposed to read it. Some of them are thrilling, and you're like, where's my symbol? Like, like I get a liar. I don't know what it is, but like, I want to join the band. Right? So different scripture is going to have a different vibe, and that's going to help you uh, be reading God's word. Okay. Uh, for next time, I did not double print your notes, although I had every intention to. Um, we're not going to meet in, in two weeks. Um, so... Um, well, basically, I'll just say it this way. Keep reading through the book. 
In two weeks, we'll talk about chapter three and four. In the same way, just, just, just and I would love for you to share. It doesn't have to be a man. This is not a teaching, man and woman. Uh, teenagers, you can share too. Right? Like, I like this because one and two. Like, I've got like two reasons I like the chapter. Okay? Um, chapter three, three, three and four next time. And then keep working through Psalm 119. It's written in eight verse chunks. Spend about three days on each verse chunk. When uh, I wrote up the, the homework, I had you going through the, uh, the assignments, the next two, but really it's going to be four weeks, so we'll go through four of them. Come back with your favorite verse. I love this verse. Okay. Um, I want you to spend time with one another. Last thing before I pray, if you haven't gotten a book yet, but you would like to be a participant who's like committed to reading, then please come and, and, and get one. I just don't want to, to run out by just passing them, them out. So please come, come and get one. I've got plenty. Um, um, and if you like A's, you can come and mark attendance. And if you don't care, then, then don't. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, oh, Father, that you, that you want us to know your heart and you want us to know what it means to be human and you want us to know what sin is and, and how it destroys our lives and you want us to know your son and you describe him as your word. Lord, I thank you that you have made yourself known to us in Christ and we know him through your word. I thank you that that's what we get to be here this morning to do together is to know Christ more in our need for him. I just thank you so much uh, for giving us your word. I pray, Lord, that you would help us in the uh, uh, upcoming weeks, Lord, to maybe get through some of the fog of the way that we read scripture, Lord. Help us to bring realistic expectations to it, Lord. To maybe expect a, a story to tell a story and, and, and a song to be sung. And help us to, to learn more about, about asking just questions about how you wanted that passage to feel. And help us, Lord, to be good hearers from you, Lord. Help us to, to, to be supporting one another, to be reading God's word with one another. Maybe even people just randomly starting to get together and, and, and reading your word together. Uh, please take off some of the, of the blinders we, we, we can have and the ways we try to make your, your word something that it's not, just kind of a, a, a pill we take to feel better. Um, thank you, Father. We want to have real, true, meaningful communication with you that results in love and trust and obedience. In Jesus' name, amen.